Hi, friends. Welcome back to the All Created Podcast with your hosts, Alyssa and Chloe. Hi, friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you excited? I'm so excited. What First do we got of all, going on today? Well, it's been a while since we recorded. By the time you guys are hearing this episode, we've probably had a few more out for this season. But for us, this is our first time recording in a couple months. But today, we have some special friends on the podcast with us, Ian Escoto and Kyron O'Donnell. Hello, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> Here we are. Thank you guys for joining on the podcast Pleasure. today. Pleasure. This is our first time recording with guests, actually. Yeah, it is. Maybe not the first time they're like yeah. our audience is, is hearing really? guests, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's the first oh, time wow. we've recorded with a guest. Yeah, so hopefully we're professional. If not, um, we'll be better next time. <laughs> Please don't leave a review. <laughs> don't leave a review. Um, but we'll just jump right in. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Do you have anything you want to say? Who's going first? <laughs> you go first. Okay, I'm Ian. Um, yeah, I uh, got invited onto this podcast, so uh, I've just been hanging out with Kyron. So we uh, we wanted to say what's up. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, I'm Kyron from Australia, and uh, I'm currently in Phoenix, hanging with everybody, hanging Heck with Ian. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been living with me for a month, I think. Yeah. Yeah. basically a month now so please tell yeah, us how that good. happened because you definitely don't live here and don't yeah. really have any do you have family out here no i don't have any family in the u.s i have some family in canada but um he does now he, he does i mean yeah I, I, technically yes. i guess i do now but um yeah basically me and ian i don't know how long we've we been friends now gosh two years dang yeah, yeah. two but, uh, years but never met in person yeah until so. a month ago until yeah. a month ago tell us the yeah. story well I mean, you you can, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We met on uh, Instagram. So, yeah, we just started DMing. I actually, randomly. so for some context, I knew his older brother. Okay. Um, His older brother and I were like, we knew each other on like a name-to-name basis, but that was about it. Like, we hadn't properly spoken, but anyways. Which I never knew why he didn't introduce us. Your yeah, brother? But, yeah. Like why he didn't inter- introduce you and Kyron? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, Eli, yeah. nice try. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I was in Australia actually visiting my brother because he had a baby or his wife had a baby. And um, I was DMing him like, oh, we got to hang out. But we just, it didn't really line up. So Yeah. It was kind of a, a weird time because yeah. I had just gotten back from Canada in 2019 and um, it was around Christmas, and then yeah, I randomly got a DM from this guy named Ian Escoto, and I was like, "Oh, I know that last name." Anyways, we started talking, and then um, we yeah. yeah, I guess we just talked for two Sounds years. Sounds like straight. a love story, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sign of a beautiful friendship. It's quite funny. Like, like, I slid into his DMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're together forever. We're yeah, yeah, and so yeah, basically that's how that's how we became friends, and then. Um, Actually, the first time we FaceTimed was like... Oh, yeah. I was actually... Yeah. So I was actually... First time we ever FaceTimed, I had just bought a sewing machine. No way. I didn't know how to thread the bobbin properly. (laughs) Such just... I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) It's um, not easy. Yeah. It's it's actually a hard thing to do. Anyways. um, And I messaged him and I was like, hey, I don't know how to thread the bobbin. I couldn't be bothered. I'm not a YouTube guy. Like, I don't really look things up on YouTube. Maybe... Maybe it's a flaw. Maybe it's just <laughs> easier to do it that way. But I, I, I was like, hey, bro, could you FaceTime me and show me how to thread the bobbin? And he was like, of course. And that was our first FaceTime call. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I don't even and know it, what that is. It only lasted like <laughs> 10 like minutes. like right over the head. Yeah, it was ten, <laughs> right over the head. 10 minute call. So. Dang, minute call. that's crazy. So you surprised him when you yeah. came here. So tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, like after we met, COVID kind of hit. And like I, nobody could really, especially in Australia, like we couldn't leave the country at all for, yeah. for two years, I guess. Even even when I planned my trip to leave, you weren't allowed to leave the country. But I went through all the process and got granted an exemption. And uh, basically, yeah, I we had plans to travel. Yeah, I told I told Ian I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try and come out there because um because I was moving to Canada either way. So um, I told him, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to plan to come out there and whatever. And then I just kind of like lied to him a little bit and said, oh, like, it's not going to really work out and whatever, whatever. And yeah. then um, he was like, I oh, had no idea. Yeah. Did you arrange it with his parents? Yeah. So I actually arranged it with um, his parents and I just, okay. I, I, 
they were like messaging me and I basically just said, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to surprise him and whatever. And they were super pumped. And so, I mean, yeah, after all the process of trying to get out of the country, I, next thing I knew I was on a plane Dang. to Phoenix. And, um, and yeah, we uh, met for the first time. His parents came and picked me up from the uh, airport. And then, um, yeah, it just kind of, I was sitting in the back of the car and they bought Ian out of the garage. <laughs> well, they I, were like, oh. I didn't think he was even coming because he messaged me the night before. Ah, uh, this is another story. So when yeah. I got on the plane, I actually bought the Wi-Fi on the plane so I could oh. like message him while I was in the air so he wouldn't have any idea <laughs> that I was on my way there. He sent me I a photo that. from work. I was like, oh. Because yeah. cool. the like, flight is like how long? It's pretty long, huh? Yeah, it was about 19 hours. Yeah, like, no, thank in, you. In total. <laughs> Of traveling, yeah. but Australia is eighteen hours ahead of Phoenix, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, so wild. But you had like pictures prepared and everything to like yeah, fool yeah. this guy. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. Sent him photos of me at work while I was on the plane, and because um, in my head I was like, oh, he won't be here till next year, maybe, maybe even longer than earliest. that. Yeah. yeah. So you had no suspicion. No idea. I oh had no gosh. idea. That's the best. But Elijah came over. Uh, we have another friend named Elijah. Shout out Elijah. But uh, <laughs> he came over and woke me up, which is fairly normal. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay, sweet. Like Elijah's just going to come hang out and, you know, and then, but now I understand why. So, yeah, yeah, because Lige, basically all of Ian's friends knew that everybody I was coming except knew. Ian. Yeah. They really? all kept the oh secret that yeah. well. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Everybody knew except Ian. So, yeah. Dang. So, what? They brought you out of the garage? And then he was yeah. there. Yeah, he was there. I was like, what? He almost <laughs> passed out. <laughs> it was so funny. Because it's like, yeah, it's, it was good. I just haven't, you know, we've been FaceTiming for two years about everything, you know, life, art, just whatever, but mm. never met in person. So meeting him was pretty crazy. Yeah. And so now exciting. you leave this week. Yeah. And I leave this week on Wednesday. So That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I feel like that flew by. It really did. Yeah. It was like it over did. a month. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like month and a half. Just days? over a month. So when are you coming back? That is the golden question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone's asking you that right now, though. Yeah, honestly, but I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, gotta, sooner than two years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you we'll like s- it in Arizona? Yeah, I really yeah. like Arizona. Dang, yeah. everyone always tells me that, and I'm so shocked. <laughs> it's a cool place. It's weird. Yeah. It's different when you grow up here. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like definitely. it here. Really? Do you? Uh, I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't think I want to be here my whole life, but... Same. Yeah, I don't mind it. Chloe's the only one that hates Arizona. I love Arizona. I don't... I, love okay. it. I know you don't hate it. I always say I hate it, but hate is a strong word. When I moved away for college, well, moved away, quote unquote, I moved an hour, but being in a different part of Phoenix was like a, a lot little better. better. Cause I grew up, I mean, I lived in the same house for 18 years. Yeah. So wow. I couldn't yeah. imagine. I literally yeah, so moved every year. Yeah. <laughs> same with my family. Like we moved across the world twice and then my goodness lived in so many yeah crazy yeah no i don't do well with change because of it <laughs> yeah because yeah. everything stayed the same for so long like yeah. i was in the same school until seventh grade so yeah. like yeah, chloe doesn't like change yeah yep. i like consistency yeah uh, yeah all right switching gears a little bit um okay. just because maybe the audience doesn't know who you guys are okay. i mean we definitely know who you are but um <laughs> no, i just kind of wanted to yeah i just wanted to kind of gauge what your creative like passions are because i i know what they are but the audience doesn't know where they are okay. so right. that way we can get started give us some yeah, background sweet. yeah cool you can use some okay this is ian um, <laughs> yeah so i uh I would call myself an artist. I mainly would call myself a graphic designer. So I love Photoshop. Um, You're like a Photoshop wizard. Y'all don't you. understand how good he is with Photoshop. That's true. Yeah, like, he is I'm very, very I, uh, I almost, sometimes I feel like Photoshop was made for me because every single thing that it offers, I feel like I understand why they did that. But, um, but yeah, I love Photoshop. And um, I had a run with fashion for, for a while. So um, a few years, I had a brand for a couple of years and then um, that went pretty well. But yeah, and then I just started to uh, 
after my run with fashion, I started coding a little bit, got into that. So yeah, now I just uh, work as a junior developer at the moment. Nice. Was there yeah. any reason that you stopped the clothing line? Um, yeah, I actually got really sick of it. Really? I got really, yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't have any resentment towards the fashion world, but it's definitely, uh, it takes a lot. And um, I was kind of on both sides. So at first I was like very inspired, knew what I wanted to do and wanted to kind of disregard all of my knowledge and research on other brands, which is like not really the smartest thing to do, but um, I guess that whole kind of like extreme route um, in my pursuit of fashion fueled me a little bit. And then I quickly found out that um, research is like huge. I mean, I'd probably rather know what everybody's doing just um, so that I know what I'm doing and what I can do differently. Right. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting run, learned a lot. So yeah. Solid. Yeah. What about you, Karen? Yeah. So, um, I mean, my creative side kind of, uh, flourished like not, not until it was like when I was in high school, maybe, I guess you would say, um, because, um, I mean, as a kid, I was, so basically I would call myself an artist as well, but, um, I mainly, um, I guess you would say find myself, um, like my, my main goal in life and my main like passion is fashion. Okay. And so, and that started from like, yeah, like when I was in high school, because like obviously moving around the world was kind of like a very hard thing like mentally yeah and so especially when i moved back to australia when i was about 14 because i kind of got ripped from my life in canada where i had grown up and like taken to a place where i didn't really know anybody i was a bit different than a lot of people and so um i mean yeah that's kind of where my my passion for fashion birth because like you know i i struggled a lot in high school and um and really wasn't sure like where I would fit in but I don't know why but for some reason I always just loved clothes and that was probably the one thing that kind of like distracted me from that and I think that's where my birth like well yeah where I kind of flourished in that in that in uh, fashion that's where I kind of birthed and so um yeah I mean since then, like, I've kind of just, um, like, after high school, I wasn't really sure what to do in life, but, but fashion, I mean, fashion was always the answer, but I just wasn't, wasn't really sure, and then, yeah, I went to, uh, ended up working after high school for a few years, um, and then just decided, like, I'm just gonna go to fashion school, and that's where I ended up, and it's still kind of, Fashion school is a funny thing. That's a different story. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I would say that fashion is my ultimate, um, like, uh, what's the word? Art form. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Fashion school, man. <sighs> that must have been very interesting. I mean, yeah. we were talking the other day about how, like, creative, like, schooling for creative things is just all around very interesting. Yeah. Because I think it's because maybe you have, like, personally, like, I had an idea in my head of what fashion was. Maybe it wasn't such, maybe it wasn't, like, the best idea that I had. But, um, I mean, when you go to fashion school and, like, any creative, I always say to anybody, like, it, always, like, rethink if you want to go to school for any anything creative. Because, like, it's good and bad in a sense because I mean for me like I got there and it kind of like it kind of just um it was like I got there and my whole idea of fashion had just been like torn apart and I was trying to relearn what it meant you know what I mean does it make sense well that that's the thing about creative like schooling is that 
it's creativity is not black and white. Exactly. So if you go to school for business, it's like there is one answer and that's how it is. Exactly. School for nursing, like there is only one way to heal someone, right? Like, but creativity, everyone can have their own view of the art form. And and yeah. And that's where I struggled because I was like, you almost feel like your answer is wrong. Like what you believe this whole time. Like they're trying to put a rule book to something that can be anything. Right. That's difficult. Yeah. yeah, I think that at least for fashion school and um, stuff like that, I feel like I've. I feel like if I were to go into fashion school, I would be like, okay, I want to learn how to sketch properly, and I want to get the tools to know, um, just so it helps me uh, with my like journey with if I have a brand or whatever I want right. to do, um, but. To be honest, like I've learned so much from YouTube that I feel like, you know, I was talking to Kyron about it and it's like we've learned so much just by working more recently um, on stuff together that, you know, just you, you learn it a lot quicker, especially when you're in the situation or need to figure out how to do something, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and so like fashion school, like for me in a sense, like it, it is like, I wouldn't say it's bad because like Ian said, if you want, if you want to learn how to like sketch and like do things like the proper way, right? then it's good. But in the sense of like how you think of things, mm. that's where it can kind of get a little bit difficult if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I always found it very hard to explain to people because it's like, it's, it's personal for everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? So some people might find it extremely satisfying, but I just found it very kind of... And some people too like to be told how to think. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. everyone is built the yeah. way that way, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so we talked about what your guys' creative passions are, but is there anything specific that you want to achieve through them? Because I know like for some creative things, it's like, because for me with like playing guitar, for example, it's not necessarily anything I'm trying to do something with, but it's just like something yeah. I do. Mainly, I really just play guitar if I'm like sad, honestly. I love this question. So sometimes like there isn't, there doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be something to achieve. Um, but definitely like with, for me and Alyssa, like with all created, obviously there is a goal and there is a motive. Um, motive, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything for you guys that you want to achieve through your art? This is like what we were talking about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? A little bit. Well, every day, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You go ahead. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's definitely a big question because then you're kind of looking at, all right, what is, um, you're kind of looking at, do I need to make art? Am I somebody who needs to create um, to feel a certain way or whatever? Um, And then you have the whole topic of like money, which I feel like is a big um, drive for a lot of people. Right. Which isn't a bad thing at all. Um, I think for me, there's a lot of projects I do by myself because one of my goals is just to become a better artist and um, improve in my skills and uh, in the things I do. And so, um, but at the same time, it's a, a lot of it's very private. And so I'm usually, I kind of, I kind of have like, it would be about three weeks to where I'm working on something. Depends what I'm doing. So if it's a Photoshop project, um, I'll probably figure out exactly what I want to do um, and then leave myself space to be like, all right, this is where my creativity kicks in. And um, But I have all the tools and planning that I need, the structure. And so, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of it is for me is just trying to get better as an artist. And um, I would love to, you know, keep making designs and, and all of that. I've been really into making posters. So, um, but yeah, it's, that's a big question. I, I think uh, the time I started thinking about that a lot was when I was working with um, clients for the first time. And I was like, okay, they want me to make this, but I don't see how I can like finding my own style was a thing of itself, but yeah, I'm like, okay, how do I make them something that they want? Um, 
without like having, um, like how do I make this for them? What they're asking for without completely like disregarding my own style. Yeah. Right. But also like, I don't, I think the good thing about developing your own style is that people will come to you. Because knowing they like what, that style. Yeah. Yeah. But that happens a lot in the photography world too. It's sure. like, people will hire me for weddings and they'll be like, but can you edit it a little cooler toned than warmer toned? I'm like, I edit warmer tone. Yeah. You hired me for this. This is what I'm editing. At. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like that's yeah. how, when it comes to the actual, like paying someone to do a service in the creative world, you're like hiring them for right. their creative style. Yeah. And yeah. that's something a lot of people forget, unfortunately. And the problem with the beginning of uh, my journey of finding my own style probably due to the lack of work um, was that I, I didn't really know what my style was. And so, but I would take their, um, they would tell me what they want and I'd be like, well, I can't do that. Like, but I didn't even know what my style was. <laughs> so I was kind of just lost a little bit. Yeah. So it really um, did help to find my own style and what I like and, and the, my workflow and everything. But yeah. That takes time too. Like it's not going to happen just in the beginning. Like your first client, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to happen that way. Unfortunately, sure. even though we want it to. So, yeah. yeah, I'm. Yeah, so I mean, my whole thing with fashion was that it it from from when I started getting into it, it it made me, uh, it gave me a place. Well, it gave me a channel for me to be myself. And so I think um, ultimately like my, my dream in fashion is to um, kind of take everything about myself, what I believe in and, um, and create with that. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever I create um, through being myself whether people like it or not, kind of what you guys are saying about um, like your photography stuff, um, whether people like it or not, I'm willing to kind of sacrifice um, judgment and whatever because it makes me feel like I can be myself. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, I mean, obviously then there's, like Ian said, um, there's, uh, you have obviously money issues in the back of your head and how am I going to make a living out of this and whatever. But um, I think in life, it, we tend to kind of get caught up in that kind of stuff because if you're willing to sacrifice, um, if you're willing to sacrifice things for what you love and what makes you feel like you can be yourself and um, then there's no way that in in a certain amount of time, however that however long that might be, that you will create something that will um, kind of what's the word resonate with yeah. with other yeah. people. And um, so yeah, I mean that's basically my my goal is to yeah if that, really if that makes sense. No, yeah. it does, and I think like a good thing to point out too is like every artist that we admire, like someone out there doesn't like their work. Right. Exactly. And someone out there doesn't understand it. And yeah. the beauty of creating is that it's going to resonate with some people, yeah. but not everyone. Right. And sacrifice. And that's okay. Yeah. And sacrifice is crucial yeah. because if you're not willing to sacrifice, um, critic and all those kind of things, then like you're, you're not allowing yourself to progress for sure. Right. And, and especially from yourself. Yeah. And if you're willing, yeah, to kind of just go for it and and just do you, then yeah, there's there's no way that you you can't make a living off of that. Right. Yeah, because so. there's no way that you won't grow out of exactly. that. Yeah. And um you know where that leads to, you know, growing as an artist. I think the biggest thing for me was uh I didn't like critique like I'm, I'm pretty sensitive but I was the most sensitive to myself and I was mm -hmm. like man I think I feel like almost every artist gets to this point where they're like this just isn't that good like uh I remember going a hundred percent at something creating something and I was just engulfed in it and then 
I look at it a couple weeks later, I'm like, this wasn't that good. And, uh, and of course, like you can define what good is and all of that, but right. I'm talking about, uh, compared to like, I'm, I'm always, I was measuring it up to like how much I actually tried. Like, I know I was very passionate about it, but how much did I try to utilize all the tools and, you know, um, I know for like oil painting, it's, um, I made the choice to kind of follow the traditional, uh, guidelines, you know? So for yeah. me, I was always trying to be like, all right, um, I'm going to have Gamsol and I'm going to have, I'm going to mix my colors and I want to make sure that the colors I mix, I really like at the same time. I want to like, I'm not just treading lightly on all of it. I'm like, all right, now I'm going to figure out what tone I want it to be and what I want to paint and how many strokes I'm using and cleaning my brushes properly because in a way I wanted to pay respects to the traditional oil artists, which seems a bit odd, but I, um, I, I do see a lot of importance in that. Yeah. And, um, but the biggest thing is, um, for me was just figuring out how to, actually sit down and channel my creativity like what am i painting what what does this even mean to me you know what i mean so yeah. well like like yeah and in in that regard like i always say um to people make sure you you're be yourself if you're if you're trying to do something creative you you have to really be yourself and check where your heart is at because if if you don't and you create something um your your um your heart will reflect on mm -hmm. work you're creating that's good um for sure and your um your motives will show yeah yeah they they, they really will and and you'll feel very disappointed yeah um even though you might say oh this looks good and show it to the world, you yeah. you will be deep down very disappointed, right? Because yeah, you you need to make sure that you know where your heart is, and yeah. that you really are being authentic. Yeah, definitely. I had a uh, when I first started painting a lot and drawing, I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach this lesson. Like, I want this to represent something, and I want to teach a lesson. So. Um, actually with sculpting as well so it's like all right i'm sculpting a person and um so i sculpted a person and i cut it in half like at the midsection and then i made a box and then i had the top half on the bottom of the box and he's reaching up and grabbing onto something and then his bottom half glued to the top half of the box so he's grabbing onto his own leg and i was like okay this is going to represent somebody trying to lift themselves up but they're pulling themselves down wow that's cool and so i was like okay this <laughs> is so great good. i i know exactly what i want people to get out of it you know what i mean yeah and um all of that uh and, and then that's a, how a lot of my projects would go and then i just ran out of ideas like i really just ran out it was just frustrating and yeah um a couple people knocked over the sculpture in my room and so I was like man this is really just sad. isn't working out so um then I realized like when I'm truly like in my room eyes closed like in private um thinking creatively like what can I make I I could think of so many things that I didn't understand more than what I could understand so I was like I'm gonna express that instead and so I guess from doing so, I've kind of never really ran out of ideas of oh. things to paint and to draw and to sculpt. Um, and then that way as well, since it's not like, okay, I want them to get this out of it. It's like, what do you get out of this? And usually like, what it's What do you personally get out of it? Yeah, and it's always different, you know, because what Kyron's talking about being disappointed is because like, what if people don't get that out of that? And then where are you left with? You know, it's like- and if you're honest with yourself, like not everyone's going to get. Yeah. Your well, and when you're honest with yourself, it's also like, I made this, I'm happy with this. 
this is who I am. If, like I said, if people don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. Because it's a very raw way of I don't, creating. I don't, I don't, you know, you don't make things to, um, I mean, you do want other people to think your things are beautiful and whatever, but you don't, that's not the fundamental reason as to why you make it. Yeah. Right. You know, for sure. That kind of answered a question. I was just about to ask it, but you kind of sort of answered it, but I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about it, but just like, what do you do when you run out of like ideas or when you don't feel creative or inspired? Like, <laughs> is there a place you go? Is it just like a state of mind? I talk about all the time. I'm like, I just like run away to LA to like fix my problems and get inspired. And we talk about every <laughs> single time that that's that. not a great idea. Exactly. But so I need new ideas. So this is actually for me. So <laughs> yeah. this is a question to literally improve ourselves. Yeah. So <laughs> What do you think? Um, that's a hard one because um, it's very close close to my heart as well because it's funny because um, I find this might sound a little bit crazy to some people, but I find myself being, um, I find myself coming up with my best ideas and feeling most creative when I'm going through tough times or like mentally, emotionally, whatever it might be, because that's when I feel like I, um, that's when I feel like I need to be creative. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't answer your question because it's like, uh, just be miserable all the time <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and get diagnosed. Yeah. Get diagnosed <laughs> or something, you know? So do you um, think it's easier to create than when you're sad versus when you're happy? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because when, yeah, I, I, I still am to this day, I've asked so many people why that is and nobody can give me an answer. So I I'm, I'm the I'm opposite. Just, yeah. Really? I, I can only really like truly create when I'm happy. Really? Mm -hmm. When I'm I sad, I sit on anything. my couch and do nothing. Wow. My brain is empty. <laughs> like, especially wow. if it, when it comes to like writing and stuff, I'm like, I don't have anything to when say it when, to, I'm when it comes to writing. I'm different. Like writing yeah. stories. I don't write music, but like yeah. I, I do like writing actually, right. but, um, that I have to be in a specific, like sad. Mode, I don't understand like, how people write these like upbeat pop songs that yeah. are like so joyful. And I'm like, literally where did that, that come happy? from? <laughs> Yeah. For like, me I, I like for from? me I don't even have to be like like sad or whatever. I could just be feeling anxious or like you know like anything anything oh it sounds so psychotic almost that I'm like oh <laughs> I just want to be miserable all the time. <laughs> um but yeah um that that would be the answer that that I would give people is like yeah. Yeah. But it also doesn't help people cuz I don't want to tell people that and then be like mm, i'm gonna go and try and be miserable you know what i mean yeah. like like i said like it's just <laughs> personally easier for you exactly to find yeah. ideas when exactly you're it's almost like i'm on sure. like my last breath and the only the only way i can revive myself is to be creative yeah and that's and and that's where i find i i i'm like really really making good art you know yeah. well you feel like your art understands you in a exactly, way. Exactly, yeah. Like expresses what, how you and feel without really saying it. it's really meaningful. Right. Because yeah. it's like, this is saving my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. And I'm a verbal processor, so I recently I've just been writing more, not even necessarily songs, but just like writing. Word vomit. <laughs> yeah, kind of word vomit, but like I've tried to make it more like poetic and creative and like it's not for anyone other than myself, but it's been like a more therapeutic way to like get onto paper what I'm feeling because I don't know what I'm feeling if I don't say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you do it that way. Cause when I'm going through things and what I do in writing is I literally write stories about people that are going through what I am going through. Um, like so I write kind of like an outside perspective on right. it. Right. But oh. like I write stories like, I, like if I were to, buy a book at the store and read yeah. like a nonfiction book. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Well, that's, it's, it's good that we're talking about this because like for everybody who will be listening, um, like it's, it's important to remember that there is no real set way to be creative. Right. You just have to do you, you know, and what whatever I mean? feels right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. You can be on this podcast all the time, by the way. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. I mean, you're going to live in Canada, so it's going to be a little hard yeah, to like. That's okay. We'll work it out. I'll fly down here. Or just move here. <laughs> it's yeah. a quick flight. Do you want to sponsor my visa, any of you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, maybe if I had the money, yeah. but... Um. <laughs> expensive? I don't even know how much it costs. Who knows? Anyways. Probably expensive. I don't know. Back it's, to yeah. important stuff. Well, I think, yeah, when you feel closer to death, you feel a lot closer to life. And definitely there's a lot of like heightened emotions and things like that, you know? I, I definitely think there actually is a way to practice that. It's like, okay... For what you're saying, it's like, man, I don't, it's like whether you need inspiration or whatever, you, you like you have to feel right or whether you're procrastinating or whatever. Um, I I think we, a lot of us have been robbed of sitting down and thinking and asking ourselves questions. Like as a kid, my parents were really good with it, but no one ever really told me like, it was always like, what do you want to be? And I'd be like, oh, um, let me think of something in this next five seconds. Yeah. But I wouldn't really go into my room and be like, all right, like, what do I really want to do? You know, I wouldn't close my eyes and just ask myself. So a lot of uh, the creativity came from me being honest with myself and literally just closing my eyes and just Bingo. thinking, you know? <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, sure, you know, um, a huge problem is that a lot of people are procrastinators. I remember we were talking about this a little bit, Chloe, but um, yeah, I think I forgot where I saw this, but um, they're talking about procrastination and the statistics and all of that. And um, people really are just perfectionists. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, um, maybe you're not, really a procrastinator you just want it to be perfect yeah and you're like there's no way i can sit down and make something perfect right now so i'm just going to push it away mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of people who procrastinate come back and they have like 30 minutes and they do amazing yep. you know what i mean that's so exactly how i am i think i i really don't see a problem with wanting something to be perfect um but maybe a better way to go about that situation instead of being like, okay, I can't be a perfectionist. Well, you can maybe just change your definition of perfect, you know? So mm, for me, good. perfect for me is like the fact that it's created. If I brought it into manifestation and created it and I can see it, it's perfect. I mean, it's because that's like, it's after that, it doesn't matter how good or bad it is. You know, I'll deal with that you know, at a different time, yeah. but I want, I want to create it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a bit like, so for me, I don't have, um, my problem instead of not being able to figure out what to make or whatever is that I just have too much. Um, mm. like I have too many ideas. I have too much that I want to do. And that's I, my problem. I tend to get like stuck on things and I'm like, I really want to do this. And so, um, yeah, that's why for me, I think I have to, I have to really think about it and, um, yeah, just kind of here I am like <laughs> waiting for my next panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> me every yeah. day. And Ian and I are just like, okay, what can we do next? Like, yeah. yeah. Come on. Yo, I have a panty room. So that's, <laughs> it's yeah. amazing right under my staircase. Oh, um, Those are the best spots for panty rooms. Yeah. That's where they all are. Yeah. Harry Potter closet. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. But I've always had that problem of like wanting to do too many things. I've had many yeah. people in my life tell me like, you got to pick one, like focus on one at a time. Cause I'm like photography, yeah. do all these things like 10 different creative outlet outlooks or whatever they're called Outlet. outlets. outlets thank you. <laughs> um, but I'm like, uh, I can't do all of all 10 of those things, even though I really want to. So yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. I'm really Definitely. curious to hear your guys' answers to this, but is there anything that you maybe used to love doing and then like maybe like some creative outlet that you had that maybe started to feel like a chore or like a job and then you just... Oh, that was fashion for me. I was going to yeah. say, didn't you say that was fashion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, <sighs> hmm. That's a hard question because 
I mean, um, there's a lot of things that I that I love doing, like um, fashion photography, um, anything to do with fashion. I don't think I could really ever get sick of, even if it did feel like a chore. I feel like deep down I would still like love doing it yeah. in a sense. Um, but no, nah, not really for me. Like I, I've m- mostly like everything I've done has been based around being, trying to be better in, in fashion. So I would say my answer would be, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it was music because I went to Bible college Mm -hmm. and to do worship. Yeah. And it just reached a point where like, I didn't feel like I could meet the expectation that was set on me. Yeah. And that started to stress me out. And so I think that kind of goes back to that conversation about the perfectionism and like procrastination was like, I would, like I'd push everything to the last minute, like song memorization, whatever, because I just didn't feel like I had the capacity to do it. And then we had this one like big performance. And after that, I literally did not touch my guitar for like three or four months. Like I just could not. I'm like, it was just the worst thing ever. And I, anytime we talk about it, I always like joke about how much I hated that day, except it's really not a joke. It was actually the worst. Yeah. (laughs) And, but I feel like that also caused like a lot of like identity crisis. Well, all that structure. What's the, Plural? Crisis? Crises? Crisis? Is that, is that a thing? thing? I don't know. Crisis. Identity crisis. I would have multiple of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you had you were under so much structure, and you know pressure too. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. You know, that's why um, a lot of people are like caught up. You know, going to work every day and driving the same road and blah. blah, blah. It's like, of course, they're going to be like, what's out there? You know that's the natural reaction. Like what, what else is there? It's like, um, you feel maybe deep down that you're just like robbing yourself because it's like, well, I'm spending so much time doing something that I wish I could just do like for fun or whatever, but I'm doing it. Um, like I have to practice these parts and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like all of that time you weren't using to do something, um, with music that, like you wanted to do right maybe uh, i mean i'm not saying you didn't want to do it but you know it's just I, it's a lot i, didn't. <laughs> I mean it, it taps into what we've talked a lot about is it's not always what it you think it's going to be like you've wanted right. it all this time and then you get there and it's not yeah because like i thought that that was what the I grass is always greener yeah not always <laughs> okay Ooh, let's go <laughs> not always it's not always let's go. But, but like you it's not exactly it's not always going to be exactly how you expected it to turn out Right. Do you think you've ever placed a big part of your identity in the creative thing that you do? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. I feel like the short answer is <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's the short answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I th- like I, I yeah, I think definitely. Um, but can you read the question again? Yeah, I was just asking if you've ever placed um a lot of your identity in the thing that you did creatively. Yeah, definitely, but, yeah. Are you saying, like, so, um, because when I think of that, I think of, like, what Kyron was saying about you'll you'll see somebody's motive through what they're making. Um, so with identity being, like, okay, I, because I, really I think identity holds, like, what you're all about what right. your motives are, you know, what rules you follow, things like that. And so um, that's definitely going to be shown through your art. But also yeah, it's what, like, are you saying like how people perceive your art? I'll, I guess or to elaborate I think more in the context that I was thinking was like, so my second year of college, I led our audio team. And then I went through a season where I had to kind of step back because I wasn't meeting certain requirements. And when the thing that I loved was like taken away from me, kind of, you felt kind I, of, oh, right. I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore because yeah. this was the thing 
you almost definitely. become like I see what you're saying. You yeah. are yeah. what you yeah. do type thing yeah. instead of being an right. actual person. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, because there there are times where um I'll have like a total blank in my mind of what like what happens if I run out of ideas or what happens if because like I said earlier my main like um, way to express myself is through fashion. Right. And I feel like if I couldn't do that, that would be like tearing my heart out of my body. I wouldn't be able to survive. Be- and so, yeah, there's times where it's like, I'll get, I'll have like a mind blank and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what happens if I ne- can never like pull myself out of this, if that makes sense? Because I'm not sure really what I would do with myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah we talked a lot about that in our episode about creator's block and oh yeah like when you feel like you're not good at what you do anymore it's like well why do i even do this yeah Yeah. well that also happened to me too when i stopped loving music as much as i used to and i was like this is literally why i came to college like this was the thing i've done for so many years of my life like this was just what i turned to this was what i did and then i didn't even really like it anymore and then i was like well who the heck am i and then I started to love production. And then I went through a season where I wasn't able to do that. And I was like, well, the everything that I've been like focusing on for the past two years just got ripped from my hands for two months, three months. Now what am I supposed to do? And I feel like that was when I started having multiple identity crises. Right, and you've been, yeah. you put so much time into it. Yeah. You know? So it's like, was, that all, was all that wasted or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely like have been through a lot of like times where it's like, yeah, I like, is it bad that I'm like putting like my whole life on the line for this one thing? Um, so yeah, I guess an identity crisis. Yeah. Um, but like I said, when I'm going through those kind of things, that's when I'm creating my best. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's just a continuous, like it's almost a win-win for me at least because it's like, yeah, this sucks, but it's also helping me. Yeah. I feel like I always knew what I wanted to do when I was younger. So then as I got older and that I wasn't as confident in that, that like really freaked me out. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this before, just like uncertainty in your twenties. And I feel like, I don't know. I just, I hate Every it. time I think I, I have it. it figured out, every single time I think I got it figured out. It's like, nope. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, never mind. You know what my dream job was when I was a kid? What? A pilot. Really? Really? Well, I didn't know a fashion designer was <laughs> an actual job. That's the thing too. And here I am. Growing up. Still with no job. At least, anyways, <laughs> growing up for all of us, I'm sure it was like, uh, that's a hobby. Being an artist is a hobby. Being a photographer is a hobby. Being a fashion designer yeah. is a hobby, not yeah. a job. And that's so not the case anymore. Yeah, yeah. especially now. Yeah. So, so it like felt dumb to it want felt, a creative you're job. Like doctor, doctor, nurse, teacher. Like yeah, there was just like a list of like five vet. things that every kid would say that they wanted to be. Or a pop star. That was the other one that a lot of people <laughs> said. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was or just mine get for really sure. lucky and get rich. Yeah. <laughs> pop star was mine hundred. Hey, you yeah. can do that now these days with TikTok. And that's stuff, true. So. That's yeah, true. I'm trying to go viral, but it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> She really is trying really hard and it's actually kind of funny. I'm not even trying that hard, but I just, there's so much more creative outlets now. I said outlets this time. Good job. Um, (laughs) There's so many more of those now and I feel like it's normal to like create as your job. Yeah. I, yeah, I would like, I would say to anybody who would want to get into the creative industry and like wherever you might be passionate um, that unless you want to be a lawyer a doctor, uh, engineer, or something that you absolutely need a degree to do, then go to uni or go to college. But if you don't, then look at every single way that you can um, look at every single like avenue where you can kind of connect yourself with with people who are trying to do the same thing. Look at right. look at even just like 
local classes or something like that where you can learn those things where you can just kind of like do like one-off kind of things instead yeah. of like committing to like, like a full degree a full-on degree and if after you try all those things and you still think that you want to go to um school then go to school but like i said to be in the creative industry you definitely do not need a degree yeah, yeah. i definitely think college is a scam unless you really want to go because you just like yeah genuinely love learning and you yeah. want to have the college Listen, experience. i don't know if there's many people that go to college and actually want to learn yeah i mean i'm sure there's a few i'm but sure there unless is. you want to go for that reason or for like the professions you just said yeah. like i kind of think college is a scam I would but love it's, oh sorry go no sorry that was my fault um i would love to go to learn how to like write really well yeah and talk to clients and learn how to study something yeah but yeah. But yeah, that's like specific classes though. Like I would love to do that. Like take specific courses that I'm interested yeah. in, but not do like some full degree. Cause then like, you have to take sure. all the weird classes that don't even mean yeah, anything. Cause they want you to be well-rounded, but it's just a load of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to also go back to like the identity thing is that I think the consequence of having, and I don't say consequences like a, as a bad thing, but just uh, the consequence of, you know, putting your identity in something is that a lot of what you do comes from that. And so, um, you know, whatever you believe and whatever you, um, like who you identify as, um, whatever you create or bring to life is like coming out of that, you know? So when you can't do those things, um, I think that's when you start to feel like where, where is my identity? Where is the manifestation of my identity going? you know, like, who am I? Yeah. Things like that. Um, yeah, it's, there, there's tons of like stories about athletes who like get injured and then it's like, okay, well I've spent my whole life practicing this sport and now I can't play. So it's like, what do I do? You know? Right. So yeah, it's a, it's definitely a big thing. It's, um, but yeah. Alyssa, if you have anything you want to say, if not, I have a question to wrap us up. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this kind of ties in with the creative realm, but also what we were just talking about with identity. Um, but the question is, how do you want to be remembered in life? Dang, that's wow. a deep question. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I, should, maybe I should have told you guys so, all before. <laughs> yeah, Chloe didn't even, I mean, I have the notes, but I didn't even really look at them. So all this stuff is just as a shock to me as it is to you guys. Yeah. So, And you can answer it too, Alyssa. I'll answer it too, but I don't have an answer yet. <laughs> How do you want to be remembered? Yeah. How do you want to be remembered in life? You guys can go first. Cause again, I don't have my answer. Um, I want to be remembered as somebody who is there. Um, not just like there, but there, like I was present, um, probably yeah i just i'd be fine with just being rem like just being remembered to be honest <laughs> but uh yeah somebody who is who is always there so that's mine love it nice um i want to be remembered as um somebody who uh a pilot who yeah right <laughs> um as somebody who was um who wasn't scared to um come forward and just and be honest if that makes sense like honest to everybody and open to everybody um and just I hope people one day will, are like, yeah, Kyron was like very um, authentic and he, he proved that very um, swiftly. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You want, you want to be remembered as someone that was always their true authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was actually going to say something very similar. But I, 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 I was just thinking this before, like I hope that people um, see my work and never have to ask me who I who I am. Mm. You know what I mean? I yeah. hope that they can just see my work and and be like, okay, 
I, I can see what he's like just from from what right. he's making. Oh, that's really sense. good. Because I don't like to explain myself. That, that yes, <laughs> that's why fashion is really fashion is huge with yeah. that. Like you can really see the you can really see somebody by what they make. You know. Yeah. Like I was telling him how um, a lot of it because there's a lot of rules and the way you kind of get to like see who people are is by the way they break them. And so it's like, okay, some people, you can tell that they had regard for the rules, but they broke them in these ways because they were trying to show this. And so that's who they are. And then there's people, you see their clothes and you're like, they had no regard for the rules, but they still broke them. But I can tell they had no regard for them. And so it kind of like, there's a huge... Um, scale where you can really get to see what what's going through people's head. Yeah. Um, by the way, their their um, pieces are created. I always say to people like, if if you if you see me on the street walking around, please judge me. Of a lot of people say, don't judge people by what they wear, but always <laughs> if you see me walking around, judge me exactly from what I'm wearing. Because when I wake up in the morning, like I said, I don't like to explain myself. So the best way for me to do that is to, to, to like show how I'm feeling, whatever is to just dress like however that is. Yeah. I love that. So if somebody sees me in the street and you see me wearing, you know, dark clothes or whatever, then assume that, um, (laughs) I'm in the, I'm in the clouds, you know, like. I'm I'm going through it or I don't know. Just just judge me however you want to judge me because that's how I would like to be judged. That is true because Interesting. seeing him like sometimes I'll walk in the room and he's his arms are crossed and he's just staring at the all the clothes. And I'm just like, Yeah, you good? He's like, Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. He's really thinking about it, but yeah. also not saying So yeah, so. please if 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 anybody sees me in the street, just judge me. I will. Okay. Just please judge me. Yeah. <laughs> please judge me. Because I'm I've not going to explain myself. I've never heard anyone myself. say that before, but yeah. you know, I love that. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, how do you want to be remembered? Oh, oh I was hoping you'd go first. Oh, I can go first. Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, my answer is actually very similar to Kyron's. I was going to say, um, I want people to remember me as someone who was, yes, honest and authentic, but also vulnerable and like not afraid of vulnerability and using that to help others and like being willing to have important conversations with people about anything and just being transparent. I like the word transparent sometimes more than honest because Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times honesty is like, oh, honest when you ask, but transparency is just like just truly being honest all the time. And like, I want people to, I want to be someone who like, what you see is what you get. Like I'm yeah. not, there's no part of me that I'm like hiding from people. That's you cool. definitely do that. Thank you. That's Appreciate really cool. That. You can Enneagram type six. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I finally kind of figured out the words to describe, I guess, how I'm feeling about this. But um, I think I want to be remembered as someone who loved well. And love that. Yeah. Um, I am such a person that likes to take care of others before myself and I'm working on taking care of myself first. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> she, she really took she care really of you. Did I take does, care of you yeah, guys? She okay. She really good. does take care of you. <laughs> um, that's kind of my brand I feel like, but, um, but I love it. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, that's kind of how I feel like I, I show love is like taking care of other people, but it's also how I fill my cup up in a way. Um, just seeing like someone feel genuinely like loved and taken care of. So I want to be remembered as someone that loved others for who they are, no judgment, but also just like took care of them as well. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You literally can come in anytime. Yeah. Seriously. This is great. I'll just, Open the door, like barge my way in. Here no, seriously. Sometime. Knock on the door and be like, hey, I'm here to record. Yeah. <laughs> be, like, okay. be like, great, we'll set it all up. Sounds great. But no, this was great. I loved this conversation. I knew, yeah. I knew having you guys on together would be a great conversation. This yeah. was really last minute too, so. It was, yeah, y'all. but no, it's really, it was awesome. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. It was an honor. Thank you. Oh, of course. Thank, Thank you, you guys. guys. And um, what? Me? Mm-hmm. All right. You wrap <laughs> cl- this up this I'm, time. I'm closing this out. Um, 
Y'all know where to find us on Instagram at allcreated.co. Everything is in. (laughs) Everything is in the podcast description and we will see you next week. Bye friends. Bye guys. Thank you. Thank you.